0: Roar. good
1: morning, good morning, I am here, it's the 27th of December, 2023, we're going to do the bear brief today, we're going to talk about Hezbollah and Iran, our new friends over there in the Middle East, getting some of that American friendship bracelet, depl- depleted uranium and AP rounds. Uh, We're going to talk about killer robot attacks, because, (gasps) because, because in predictive programming, Uh, raise your hand if you've seen Terminator 2 over a hundred times, yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about black swan events being talked about in the media, that exact phrase, black swan events, and we're going to talk about, um, ah, a bust of pedophiles, yeah, for reasons. Good morning to everybody in the chat. (sighs) <sighs> shall we do it yeah let's do it bear independent brief 27 december 23 we're what five days from 2024 odd odd Co-fe-fe. moose run coffee by the way grindstone blend they are doing a uh, moose run uh, what's the url bear moose run coffee.com it's very basic uh now through the end of the year um a significant portion of all of their revenue is going to be donated to Caleb House, which is our anti-human trafficking juvenile survivor restoration facility, a.k.a. the place where we put kiddos back together again after they've been severely abused by pieces of shit. So if you like coffee and you hate pedophiles, check out MooseRunCoffee.com, okay? Okay, Bear. Now, I need some of this, and then we're going to do the briefing. Uh bear independent in brief since the attack on 7 october and the subsequent war waged in gaza hezbollah has increased its attacks against u.s troops in iraq wise super wise for them it's going to go well on monday morning an attack by iranian-backed Kataib hezbollah injured three u.s troops on erbil Air Base, leaving one in critical condition in response the u.s pummeled three associated facilities with airstrikes likely killing a number of hezbollah militants thank you michael martinez good morning iraq's government has claimed that a number of civilians have been injured and expressed concern about the impact the move would have on bilateral relations saying in a statement quote it's clearly hostile unconstructive and does not serve the interest of long-term common interests and quote you know, Iraq. Neither does letting even more jihadi terrorist assholes into your country to attack Americans. Just if we're all, just so we're all singing from the same sheet of music here, as far as helping bilateral relations. Like maybe don't let scumbags launch attacks on U.S. troops. Now, there's also the argument to be made, and I understand it. But I'm an American. I live here. Praise Yah. <clears throat> what would you do if? Somebody from a military half a world away came into your country and tried to lay down the law. You'd probably Wolverines, right? I'd probably Wolverines. So I, I get that argument, comma. Um, we're here now. We've been there for uh, of what off and on since 1993. Not really bothering anybody. Just trying to trying to kill the bad guys. So maybe don't invite more bad guys in to try and kill us. Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani's office was quoted by CNN as saying that the airstrikes quote, infringe upon Iraq's sovereignty and are deemed unacceptable under any circumstance or justification, end quote, also um, STFU. The U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a statement that he and the president quote, would not hesitate to take necessary action to defend the Estados Unidos, our troops and our interests, end quote. Now, I also don't believe that. For context, Hezbollah hopes to expel the U.S. from Iraq and Institute an Iran-aligned government in the country, and Iraq currently has about 2,500 U.S. troops stationed there to assist in the fight against the Islamic State. Meanwhile, reports of explosions and sighted missiles in the Red Sea have increased recently. Also, last week, an Israeli natural gas facility off Israel's coast was attacked by the Iran-backed Islamic resistance. Last Friday... The U.S. released newly declassified intelligence that showed that Iran was deeply involved in planning the attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea. This classified intelligence, as I understand it, began to be propagated in 2018. So this is not a new understanding. This is five to six-year-old intel that has just continued to pile up and gain higher and higher amounts of credibility and certainty. Oh, stretch. Everybody stretch. It's good for you. Oh snap, crackle, yeah! Snap, crackle, pop. Sound like a bowl of Rice Krispies <laughs> over here. By the way, do you have ADHD? Cool. Me too. This is um the uh, who makes this?
0: Ah, I can't
1: remember. Icebreakers. This is their Wool 200 series. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Although I will tell you, a they're really damn proud of it. <laughs> Re- like really damn proud of it. I don't know. You you could buy a winter coat for what they want for this undershirt. Um so that's cool. And then B, uh I have many of their uh many pairs of their 175s as my old man would call them their long-handled underwear. And um they're they're warm. I might be wearing a pair right now. comma um They don't hold up that well. Like I've got pairs that are a year old that got holes in them already. And if they want to charge you part of a mortgage payment for some wool, long handled underwear, you can strap onto your man legs when you have to go out in the world and do the things that put calluses on your hands. I would expect that they would last longer than a year. So just throwing that anybody out there is in any way associated with icebreakers. A. A. Bear likes it when his ass is wooly, so if you want to send me more, that's fine. B, maybe, just I'm just throwing this out there. I would care less uh, about how comfy they are, and I would would care more about what kind of uh, longevity and durability I'm going to get out of this product. Now, I get it. There's a bunch of softies who are out there like, it's wool. It's right next to skin. It should be comfy. Yeah. Also, I want that shit to last more than 12 months. And it's not like I'm wearing them in August, so it's, you know what I mean. It's not like I wore them for twelve months straight. Now they got holes in them. Right. So. You're
0: just hard on your ass.
1: I'm just hard on my ass. That's right. This ass does a lot of work, babe. Ugh.
0: You wear a lot of pokey shit,
1: though. I wear a lot of pokey shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, my car can testify.
1: Pokey shit. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Gosh. gosh dang lady you're gonna get your germs on the internet we're gonna have COVID 2.0 kosher oh, <laughs> dad's suddenly uncomfortable about time KD oh. about time you got uncomfortable uh let's see the Red Sea intelligence recently revealed it's only five or six years old uh last Saturday, a chemical tanker in the Indian Ocean was hit by a one-way Iranian attack drone. Coincidence, I'm sure. That same day, Iran threatened to close the Mediterranean Sea if Israel and the U.S. continued crimes in Gaza, though The Hill noted, quote, It's unclear how Iran would follow through on such a threat, as the country has no direct access to the Mediterranean Sea and no major naval presence outside of the Persian Gulf, end quote. Now, Over there in Yisrael, Israel's defense minister, Yoav Gallant, has warned that the risk of a wider conflict is rising as tensions with Iran are increasing. On Tuesday, he said that Israel was being attacked in a multi-arena war from Gaza, Lebanon, Iraq, the West Bank, Syria, Yemen, and Iran. The concerns of a regional war breaking out are continuing to rise across the board. Now, if you're one of those people that's like, Oh my gosh, Bear, could this be the Gog and Magog War? I would encourage you to watch the video I did on the Gog and Magog War.
0: I can't find it, Bear.
1: Have you used the YouTube search bar? Chazuntite. YouTube is the second largest search engine on planet Earth, owned by the world's first largest search engine, Google. Use that search bar. It works pretty good. Gog and Magog. Bear. You'll find it. Now, do-do-do, do-do-do. The concerns of a regional war breaking out are continuing to rise across the board. The Guardian published an opinion piece that read, quote, pressure is mounting on Biden to strike the Houthis, but that could mean war across Yemen, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, and Iran, end quote. Now, just so we're all... On the same page here, based upon my current understanding of the United States military's ability to project power, and the fact that we already have two carrier strike groups in the region, if we wanted to, <clears throat> we could handle this shit in a weekend. If we wanted to, if we wanted to, I don't. I'm not entirely sure that we want to. Um, That's an entirely different conversation. So as far as a wider regional war breaking out that could destabilize the region, we already have two carrier strike groups there. Why? To help bring stability to the region. In my mind, F-A-F-O. You're going to kill our guys. You're going to attack our friends. Whether or not our guys should be there, whatever your opinion is, whether or not we should be friends with our friends over there, okay. What matters is what is. You're going to kill our guys, and you're going to attack our friends. Cool. Launch the jets. The Iraqis. The Iraqis are going to take us out. Oh, they have sophisticated surface-to-air missiles and air defense systems. Okay. Cool. What, four hours? What do you think, KD? Four hours? Give us four hours to take out their radar and SAM sites. Spinning circle of death, says kosher dead. Well, I guess that's what happens when you talk about bombing the Iraqis and the Iranians. Whatever. Good morning, Bud berg stressor berg Don't stress, Berg. Don't do it. Shall we continue? Sure, why not? Do, do, do U.S. officials seem to be approaching a crossroads in which the choice must be made to strike Iran and its proxies, or not? Such a choice may deter further conflict or it could be the move that causes the conflict to spiral out of control in the region. Iranian Foreign Minister Hossein Amir Abdullah warned at a press conference, quote, i warn warned the United States and its agent Israel if they do not stop the war, crimes against humanity, and genocide in Gaza. Everything is possible at any moment and it could put the region out of control. End quote. Eh. Because the region is so in control now. Right? Cost benefit analysis. Like, let's do some basic things. Like, do they have food? No, not really. Do they have water? No, it's a freaking desert. Um, do they have shelter? Yes, if cardboard hooches count for shelter. Do they have a sophisticated way of life and a strong economy? Mm, eh,
0: mm, mm.
1: Oh, I know. They have a duly elected representative republic, right? No. Okay. Um well they at least they all just get along, right? They all just get along? No. Okay, so were the destabilizers? Yeah, it sounds to me like you did a shitty job running your region of the world and then you just pointed a finger at us. <laughs> Cardboard is cover, temporary cover. Now it's barely concealment, baked goods. Barely. Doo doo doo. Listen. Um, like a significant percentage of y'all are not subscribed and or have been unsubscribed. So please do us all a favor and make sure that you're subscribed. If you're not subscribed, you know what to do subscribe, Ring the little little bell icon. Should I say subscribe a couple more times? Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um, If you are already subscribed, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. That's how we grow the channel. I don't know if you know this, but YouTube doesn't love us very much and we don't love them back very much. So, eh, you know, the algo is not going to be particularly fond of the content that we produce, and the way that we continue to grow the channel in fight, in spite of the fact that the algo doesn't love us, is when you guys share the show out, because when you share it, that that's a, a guerrilla end run tactic around the algorithm. The algorithm can't touch when you share the show. Or as Andrew Stanek said, what's up, Drew? Or better yet, join Patreon. Well, I appreciate that. The link's in the description. And of course, the show, as always, is brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahuwah, your Elohim, the fine people over at Patreon, and RefugeMedical.com. I should probably know how to say the name of my own company, right? You should. Eh, Whatever. RefugeMedical.com. I founded that company. I'm the CEO of that company. I operate that company. It's mine. So... If I'm going to shill for somebody, I might as well shill for me, right? Yeah, cool. How about some of them killer robot attacks? You guys, uh, where's Sarah Connor when you need her? Uh, She was kind of strung out in that movie, and that was, what, 30 years ago? So she's probably not in great shape. From Russia Today, Tesla factory robot mauled worker, according to the media. Have you guys seen this? Real quick in the chat. Have you seen this? Going around on the socials, this Tesla mauled the worker thing. Oh, brother, Bob's in the room. Yeah, you talk about killer robots. It's just a matter of time before Bob shows up. It's like a dog whistle for him. Do-do-do. Michael Roby hasn't seen it. Green Grass Cows has. Yep. Uh, Several of y'all have seen it. Okay, cool. So you have some frame of reference for this discussion. Tesla factory robot mauled. Mauled the worker, but the robot didn't get mauled. Although, maybe make robots maul make mulling robots great again that's that'd be a cool hat right um also maybe uh 127 by 99 ap rounds <laughs> 50 cal browning armor piercing rounds I'm just throwing that out there the malfunctioning machine reportedly plunged its metal claws into an engineer A Tesla software engineer suffered lacerations after he was mauled by a manufacturing robot at the company's Texas Gigafactory. Several news outlets have reported, citing documents and witness accounts. Detailed in an injury report obtained by the Daily Mail, the incident took place in 2021. So, again, not recent. A Tesla sprawling facility in Austin, Texas... That bastion of conservatism, Austin, Texas. Texas. We love Texas. (laughs) Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. Shall I keep going? Uh, The border. (laughs) Detailed in an injury report obtained by the Daily Mail took place in 2021 where an unnamed engineer was attempting to service automated robots designed to fashion car parts from pieces of cast aluminum. While several machines have been disabled for the maintenance work, one robot unexpectedly leapt into action. Sounds like their lockout tagout procedures aren't as good as they need to be. Just so we're on the same page here. Because what the reporting and especially the social media conversations want us to believe is that this robot is somehow sentient and detected the worker in its space and attacked it. It sounds like this is one of those pre programmed robots that just does repetitive motions pull the thing off the conveyor belt, stick it under the CNC, pull the thing off the conveyor belt, stick it under the CNC. One of those. It sounds like it was one of those. And for whatever reason, they thought that the circuitry, the power circuit that these robots were on, was all disabled. And this one wasn't. Like they flipped one breaker when they should have flipped two or something to that effect. And then, and then, They got lazy, and they're like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it, Jim. The power's off. And then Jim walked over there, and the robot went to grab a thing off the conveyor belt and stick it on the CNC, but Jim was in between the robot and the conveyor belt, and poof, Jim got stuck by the robot. That's what it sounds like actually happened, although the reporting, if you want to call it that on this, the, the conspiracy theorists are like, this robot went sentient and attacked a human being. Um... I've seen a lot of workplace injuries, both, you know, when I was in the workplace and then especially now as I get AARs, after action reports with the use of refuge medical kits, people aren't always the brightest. People don't always do the smartest things. There's a reason they make these things. They're they're called a lot of lockout, tagout. They're like little tags that you hang on a breaker or on a switch. And then you, as the electrician or the maintenance tech, put your lock that only you have the key to. Through the lotto tag lockout tag out tag out tag so that nobody can re-energize this circuit except you because you're the only one with the key sounds like their lockout tag out procedures aren't up to snuff but let's continue While several machines have been disabled for the maintenance work, one robot unexpectedly leapt into action. It jumped right off of its pedestal, ripped the concrete out of the floor, and was running through the Gigafactory, just stabbing people with its robotic arm, pinning the engineer against the surface before crushing its claws into his body and drawing blood from his back and his arm. Two witnesses told the news website The Information, adding that the worker left, quote, a trail of blood behind him, end quote. Did they have tourniquets? Did they have wound packing gauze? Did they have uh, hemostatics? Did they have pressure bandages? Uh, But the worker did free himself. He also, quote, suffered a laceration, cut, or open wound, end quote, to his left hand, the injury report said. While eyewitnesses to the attack, or the moron, Described significant injuries. Tesla's report to regulators stated the engineer required no paid leave time to recover. So, aka, not that bad. The company has so far declined to comment on the incident publicly. People close to Tesla were quoted as saying that there were numerous safety lapses and that multiple workplace injuries were the result of technical glitches at the Texas plant. I'm not a simp for Tesla. I think Elon Musk is seems like a really good guy, but also wants to put computers in your brain, and then that makes him untrustworthy to me. Also, the whole electric car thing—it's an absolute sham by the greeny leftists. And so, like, well, I think the guy's pretty smart and clearly on the spectrum. I don't like—I'm not taking my pants off for him or my woolly long-handled underwear, to be frank not a not a huge fan of the guy although I find him very very interesting. he bears watching we'll put it that way. So this is not me apologizing for Tesla. this is just me reading the report and going mm, I've been in a factory and what a lot of people a, a lot of people would assume is like a technical glitch could have simply been you didn't flip the switch on the robot into the off position right? Like that shit happens all the time, way more than people want to talk about. And then when something like that does happen, it's way easier to blame the robot than it is to blame Phil over here. He's been a maintenance tech for 27 years. Phil would never make that kind of mistake. Well, guess what? People make mistakes all the time. Like I'm a heavy equipment operator. I've been doing that since I was a wee lad, man. Like my earliest memories at three and four years old is sitting on my dad's lap running the John Deere 850 dozer. So my whole life I've been operating heavy equipment and I've flipped excavators. I've rolled skid steers. I've got front end loaders stuck. I've, you know, bogged down, uh, skid steers. I've, you know, I've done all kinds of stuff to heavy equipment as a professional heavy equipment operator. So just cause you're a pro that has a lot of experience doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. Mistakes happen. Okay. Okay. Back to the reporting An attorney representing, Contract workers at the Austin factory, Hannah Alexander, later told the Daily Mail that injuries to staff and even fatalities had been underreported by Tesla, citing the September 21 death of a construction worker at the facility. Okay, here's another thing. The construction workers don't work for Tesla. They work for the company that Tesla hired to do the construction. And a construction company on a project of that size very clearly has to be bonded and insured and so tesla you know i don't know in texas if tesla has a duty to report subcontractor injuries and deaths or if that's on the subcontractor to do that now i'm no fan of people getting killed and injured on job sites again to reiterate But to say that a Tesla construction worker was injured or killed at the factory is inaccurate reporting. Tesla doesn't have a construction division. Tesla hires contractors to do the construction on their factory. Part of the reason that they do that, A, is they don't have the expertise to do the work themselves. B, they don't assume the liability when that work is done. You have a third party. You have the financier. You have the project owner, Tesla which may in this case be the financier as well. I don't know. And then you have the contractor, the contractor that does the work. And the contractor is responsible for all that paperwork, all that record keeping, all those personnel being bonded, carrying the insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, it's, eh. Do-do-do, quoting Hannah Alexander, the uh, attorney. Quote, we've had multiple workers who were injured and one worker who died whose injuries or death are not in these reports that Tesla is supposed to be accurately completing and submitting to the county in order to get tax incentives, Alexander said, adding that Tesla's injury reports should be read with a grain of salt. Last year, Alexander and the Workers' Defense Project, an advocacy group, filed a complaint with the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA. Alleging safety issues and underreported injuries at the Giga factory. The federal agency has yet to take action, however, and Tesla has rejected similar accusations related to its plant in California, saying they were part of an ideologically motivated attack. The company has been slapped with dozens of OSHA fines over the last decade, most over violations at the California location, none involved the Texas factory. Now, I don't know about y'all. But if you've ever worked on a multi-billion dollar project, raise your hand if you have. I have. How about more than one? How about more than a dozen? Okay. If you've ever worked on a project of that size, you're assigned OSHA representatives who follow you around like nerds with a clipboard, because that's what they are, just like this, and they watch you work. Oh, you you left an extension cord coiled out? And you didn't put the little extension cord bumper things on either side of it. That's a trip hazard. That's a $2,500 fine. You had a five-point harness on with a dual-leg lanyard for a fall protection lanyard. And when you clipped in to climb up this ladder, you clipped one of your rebar hooks in. But before you put your foot on the ladder, you didn't have both of your rebar clips in. That's a $10,000 fine. And that's their job. That's what they do all day, every day. Ask me how I know. They're the worst of humanity. And I get it. There's a saying, every OSHA law is written in blood. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're written by morons. I'll give you an example. In South Texas, on the Kennedy Ranch, there's a little project. It's a little tiny project called Sarita Gulf Wind. I helped build Sarita Gulf Wind. And our concrete trucks are 10 foot 6 inches high. You back your concrete truck underneath the silo. These are called flow trucks or volumetric mixers, where instead of having mixed concrete come out of a batch plant into a drum truck, which then backs up to a trench or a foundation, spins the drum up, and the finished concrete comes out, a volumetric mixer holds all the separate components of concrete together in different portions of the truck. Water tank, sand aggregate uh, body that'll have sand and stone in it, and then a cement tank. And then when you get on site, there's an auger in the back of the truck. It has a a moving body that pulls all those materials off, augers it together, makes fresh concrete on the spot, and puts it into the hole. And that stuff's great if you need something that's going to cure instantly, or if you're making flow fill that's incredibly wet, or you need a small volume of concrete. I don't need 10 yards. I need three yards over here. Cool. We just mix it up on the back of the truck and drop it in the hole. And so because those volumetric mixers, aka flow trucks, have different compartments for different components of the mix on them, you have to take cement out of a silo and put it into the cement tank on the truck. The truck is 10 foot six inches high. In fact, if I remember correctly, they're 10 foot four. Now, I'm six foot tall, okay? The D-ring for attaching my six foot long double leg lanyard is right here. In the back of my fall protection harness, five foot off the ground, five foot plus six foot is eleven foot. Eleven foot's more than ten foot six. But according to the OSHA and the OSHA guy, if I climb up on top of that truck because I'm within six feet from the ground, I have to be tied in with a dual leg lanyard to not not one but two, that in case I fall, the lanyard will protect me. If I fall from the top of the truck my feet are going to hit the ground, my knees are going to buckle, and I will fall another foot towards the ground before the lanyard pops because that's how math works. And when I explain this to them, they're like, well, that's the rules. That's the regulations. That's blah, 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 blah. And so it got so bad that I hired a guy who wore a harness all day and stayed clipped in all day to just stay at 11 feet above the ground on the cement silo rather than guys having to get out of the truck throw on the harness, throw on the dual leg lanyard, climb up the truck, open the valve, climb back down, take the harness off, take the lanyard off, throw it back in the truck, get back. Stupid. We were burning so much time trying to adhere to that one ridiculous government rule that I just hired a guy who lived up on the silo. That was his job. You put cement in all the trucks now. Okay. So all that to say, that's just one small example. Does it surprise me? that Elon Musk and his Gigafactories has multiple OSHA violations? Not at all, not even a little bit, because that's what OSHA does. And when you work on a project of that size, you will be assigned OSHA representatives, OSHA inspectors, and their entire job, entire job is to run up money for the federal government. It's grift, it's taxation. I had a guy from the EPA in the Whedon Island Game Preserve, Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area, with a right-of-way where we were running cables out of the uh power plant gazente in weeden island running the cables out of there 230 kva dc lines and um the right-of-way is made of sand and i don't know if you know this about florida but there's a lot of sand there and as a result there's a lot of animals that live in or on sand there including these little tiny fiddler crabs if you've ever seen they got the one little arm and the one giant arm and they walk sideways like this. Those guys, millions of them. And so we're in the right-of-way, trenching and pouring concrete. And nerd with a clipboard comes out. See, he got his pocket protector, and he's got his glasses, and he's looking around. And he's just writing down, looking underneath the truck, writing down. Say, hey, can I help you? He goes, Um, you have uh there, there's there's 10, 10 dead crabs underneath your truck. Yeah, the whole right of way is paved with millions of crushed fiddler crabs, millions of them. It's just check, there's, there's 10 dead crabs underneath your truck. Okay, what's your point? It was, well, it's the $10,000 fine per offense. These are protected animals. Bro, I get it. We're in a game preserve, but we had to get federal permits to work here. Like, we didn't sneak on into the game preserve so that we could pour concrete and dig a trench. Like, it's not an accident that we're here. And he's like, well, it's uh, $10,000 per crab times 10 crabs. That'll be $100,000. Suffice it to say, the remainder of the conversation was not fit for airing on a public forum like this. But I had a guy that worked for me named Sammy Sisko. And I said, Sammy, grab a shovel. He said, okay, boss. And he brings me a shovel. And I just started shoveling sand underneath the truck. And I said, I don't see any crabs. Do you see any crabs? Well, no, I don't. I said you need to leave now. That guy's entire job, his entire job from the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, was to walk around and extract $10,000 payments. It's organized crime. Extract $10,000 minimum per crab from the people who are out there sanctioned by the U.S. government to do the work in the first place. There was one job in South Texas, the job was 1600 square miles. And there was a 100 meter by 100 meter area that was federally designated as wetlands that we were not allowed to drive in. And as a result, on a 1600 square mile project, we had two main roads, one that ran to the north and one that ran to the south, and they did not touch each other, you could not get from the north side to the south side, because you weren't allowed to drive through the wetlands. The wetlands adjacent to the Gulf of Mexico in the sand and mesquite bushes where there were 14, 14 blades of grass can't drive through there. federally protected wetlands. Guess what I did on the last day on the job? The last day I was on the North side. I needed to get to the South side. I put the truck in four wheel drive and I just went tear through there as the safety guy federally hired and the EPA guy federally hired were sitting in their trucks on the other side. And I rolled the window down and I let made sure they understood that I was, they were number one with me as I drove by. And I just kept it in four wheel high and hauled the all the way to the front gate and never went back. That's the kind of thing that happens when you do a project of that size, the government gets involved and their entire job is to extract funding from you. That's what they do. It's how they justify their existence. The safety guy doesn't remain the safety guy unless he writes people up for safety violations. The OSHA guy doesn't remain the OSHA guy unless he writes people up for OSHA violations. Okay? That's, that's their job. It's extortion. Got <sighs> off in a rabbit hole over there. That's Okay. All right, uh, from TheBlaze.com, CBS Talking Head floats the possibility of a Black Swan event in 2024. We're going to read a little bit of this. It's a long, rambling article, uh, and I don't care at all about CBS or Face the Nation. Um, But we're going to read some of this. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because you will hear many people say, It's because of the Luciferian architects at the top of this country, the cabal, the 300, that run this nation, and run the world. Part of their doctrine is they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And I've heard this so many times that I just felt the need to chime in on this. Because if anybody here, any one of you, has ever been involved in satanic worship, raise your hand. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay? So I might be an ordained pastor now. Praise Yah. Comma. I spent a decade of my life in apostasy. All right? And I did some terrible things during that decade, including satanic worship. I will tell you, as somebody who was on the inside of this and has seen behind the curtain, there's not a thing that require them to tell you what they're going to do, okay? Not a thing. So when people are out there saying it's part of their Luciferian doctrine, they have to tell you what they're going to do, and then they're absolved of any responsibility. Bullshit. Okay, just so we're on the same page here, bullshit. Now, is it predictive programming? Probably But is it part of some global Luciferian doctrine that they have to show their hand to you before they do it because then they're absolved of responsibility? Not even a little bit. I don't know where that came from, but it has caught fire in the conspiracy theory community that that's why they're constantly telling you what they're going to do. No. No, it's not. Okay? Okay. All right. Cool. It's called trolling, said MacGyver, prepping. Well, the problem is most people don't have enough context to know where the, the information ends and the trolling begins. Okay. All right. So now that we have that out of the way from the blaze media, CBS news face the nation held a round table on 24 December, affording various talking heads an opportunity to make predictions for 2024. While most of the predictions were relatively banal among one. One among them stood out, prompting critics to puzzle over its possible significance. Network correspondent Catherine Harrods, the wife of a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Air Force, suggested that, quote, 2024 may be a year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict, end quote. Blah, 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 The term is defined course first. Court, ah. The term is defined first. As an outlier, as it lies outside the realm of regular expectations, black swan, because nothing in the past can convincingly point to its possibility. Second, it carries an extreme impact. Third, in spite of its outlier status, human nature makes us concoct explanations for its occurrence after the fact, making it explainable and predictable. Blah, blah, blah. September 11th, terrorist attacks, the rise of the internet, personal computer, the breakdown of the Soviet Union, the Pacific Tsunami of December 24, apparently qualifies black swan events. Blah, 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 blah. Heritage told other CBS News panelists on Sunday that there were a number of concerns that factored into her dark prediction, including that, quote, This sort of enduring heightened threat level we're facing, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine, and we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't been before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. Now, let's kind of pick this apart a little bit. Enduring heightened threat. Yeah, we've been in a state of heightened threat since September 11, 2001. So, And I think a lot of us have just become desensitized, numb to that. It's just a thing. So maybe uh, the wars in Israel and also Ukraine. Again, if we wanted the war in Israel over today, it'd be over today. If we wanted the war in Ukraine over today, probably you give us 30 days of unrestricted warfare in Ukraine handled. And we're so divided in this country in ways we haven't seen before. Um, There was a little thing that happened between 1861 and 1865, 1860 and 1865. Um, It was kind of a big deal. One half of our country went to war with the other half of our country. The deadliest conflict the Americans have ever had was against ourselves. If that's not saying something, uh, I think we've been more divided than we are right now. Again, messaging, predictive programming. And to continue her quote, and I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea. I'm unimpressed with Rocket Man. Oh, they have a hypersonic intercontinental ballistic missile. Okay, cool. Do you know, remember the Russian hypersonic missile from a year ago that was going to destroy everything because we can't intercept it? And we're shooting it down with 30 year old Patriot missiles in Ukraine? <laughs> okay. All right, well, there goes all the hype on that one. But North Korea, okay, but North Korea. To get from North Korea to the mainland United States, you have to cross this thing called the Pacific Ocean that is filled with United States assets, military bases. We also have these things called satellites. There's, uh, Peter Zeihan has talked about this. little known fact. Um, China shot an obsolete U.S satellite out of the sky with one of their missiles to do it as a proof of concept and as a provocation to the united states over the next 24 hours the united states using seven different weapons platforms we shot down seven of our own obsolete satellites seven different ways in the next 24 hours to show china we are unimpressed with your technology cool story bro to make the point, like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. It's like a guy shows up with one of those cricket single, single shot 22 long rifle bolt guns, and is like, hey man, I'm here for the gunfight. And you're like, mm, that's cool. Then an AC 130 flies overhead and is like, Hmm, you might have you might have brought the wrong tool for the job, homie. So North Korea, unimpressed with Rocket Man. Existential threat to the United States, no. Threat to the United States, yes. Massive threat to the United States, no. But Kim Jong-un is a crazy pillhead dope fiend who's an alcoholic all the time, and we know that he's on the spectrum, and he's a loose cannon. Yeah, but resources. What can he do? Well, he's friends with the Russians. Okay, what can they do? Guys, they're bogged down in Ukraine. They're going to fight a war with the United States? Now, there's a lot of rhetoric that comes out of Ukraine. They're still bogged down in Ukraine. 200,000 prisoners have gone missing from Russian prisons in the last year. Where did they go? The front lines. 87% of the rolling stock, Russian rolling stock that entered Ukraine over the last year and a half has been destroyed. Not saying it's going well for either side. It's not. And this is not me singing the praises of the Ukrainians because they seem to have screwed the pooch on this one. And we all know that the Ukraine war is a money laundering scheme by the DNC anyway. Okay, Burisma Holdings, anybody got it? By the way, I haven't heard much about Hunter in the last couple of weeks, have we? And it's the end of the year, you know, holidays, New Year, blah, blah, blah. What kind of shit are the big day cooking up right now? I have no idea. But while you're at home, you know, arguing over turkey or ham for Christmas dinner what kind of shit are they pulling behind the scenes i have no idea but north korea existential threat no threat yes china existential threat to the united states no threat yes because what can they do at current rate of buildup. but they but they they're building their navy yeah estimated 70 to 85% of their navy can't go more than 1000 miles round trip or i'm sorry 1000 kilometers 600 miles round trip because they're fishing boats that they bolted machine guns to the world has 11 super carriers the united states has all of them there are 22 carriers including super carriers in the entire world 15 of them are ours two-thirds of them are ours at current rate of build out china will have naval parity with the United States somewhere around the year 2170. Problem? Yes. Current problem? No. But what about Taiwan? Meh. 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 Existential threat to the United States? No. And then we have Iran. Well, but the Iranians, they're crazy. Crazy Persians. They've got nukes. And they've got friends in the Middle East and the Houthi rebels and Hezbollah and Hamas. Yeah. And who funds Iran? Russia. Okay. So, third order of effects Russia to Iran, Iran to the Houthis. Houthis attack us with drones. Okay. I mean, threat? Yes. Existential threat? End of the United States as we know it? Probably not. So, where's the black swan here? Here's my two cents on this. Here's what I think. One man's opinion. Where's the threat? The United States southern border is the existential threat. 19 Saudi Arabian hijackers caused 9 11. And the effects on the American populace yes, 3,000 people died due to the attacks on 9-11 but 300 million people lost a significant amount of their rights we lost a huge chunk of what makes America America due to 9-11 that's the existential threat and when all these dudes who are already here these sleeper cells pick up arms the likelihood so can they cause chaos yes where are they going by the way They're not going to Eastern Oklahoma. They're not going to Wyoming. They're not going to Western Montana. They're not going to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They're not in Western Kansas. Why? There's no people there. They're going to democratically controlled high population density areas. And that's where they're going to start some shit. And. Understand already the predictive programming. What do you think they're going to use to start some shit? I bet every one of them is going to use an unserialized AR-15 with a high-capacity magazine. Mm-hmm. And then American citizens, the real sleeper cell, are going to rise up and schwack those dudes super-duper-duper duper fast. And we're going to get a left-versus-right thing going on, a good-versus-bad thing going on, and it'll be chaos. And in the midst of that... Twas I, China, knowing that China has infected our national power grid, municipal water, uh, uh, logistics, you know, shipping, uh, not just with containers but with railroads, I'd flip the switch on all of that if it was me. That's what I would do. And then we'll have utter chaos. Utter chaos. And then what happens? I don't think the amphibious assault vehicles land in California from China. I think... The people who have been, air quote, duly elected in Washington, D.C., who have all been bought and paid for by China, invite them in as a national coalition to restore peace in the United States of America. And you'll probably get balkanization. Because certain places are not going to go for that. That's not going to happen. That's the civil war. That's what I think. Okay? Okay. Bear CIA handlers demand he push the 9/11 narrative. Do do do, hot user on this channel. Oh, uh, highs one, some shit like that. Um, it's dangerous to say shit in the chat
0: when I'm looking at the chat.
1: Um. That's what I think the existential threat is. That's what I think the black swan event is. And that will likely come sometime in between now and November, 2024 election season, because the Democrats can't win the election. I don't know if you noticed that. They have no candidates. Joe is incredibly unpopular as is Kamala. Hillary, you're gonna run Hillary. They have, Bernie, really? They have no candidates. So I don't think, uh, I think there's a possibility, I think there's a possibility they don't allow an election in 2024. And part of that, honestly, gives me a little bit of hope, because that means that the Dominion voting systems aren't as powerful, aren't as powerful. Not that they're not powerful. They're not as powerful as we have surmised them to be thus far. That's the black swan event. Big Mike, there you go, Big Tex. I think Big I think Big Mike could become the candidate. Bear, 2024, says Mass Prepper. Mm, maybe, but here's the thing. Bear's been a little busy. Bear's been a little busy. Uh, we're doing this thing called Caleb House. You might have heard of it, and uh, really, really important. And completely unrelated news from KY3.com. Authorities raid multiple locations in child pornography investigation in Ava, Missouri. An absolutely terrible place to get a cup of coffee or see a movie. Ava, Missouri. Douglas County authorities served four warrants at four locations in Ava on Tuesday in a child pornography investigation. That includes a business close to Ava Square that repackaged makeup, two warehouses, and a home the same person owned all these places raided police say no charges have been made in the case the case began in august and some people already have said because i posted this on patreon what do you mean no charges that's not how the system works search warrant first based upon evidence then you do the raid you gather more evidence then charges are filed then you're arraigned then you're convicted then you're sentenced, then you do your time. Quote, I believe we had 17 officers in total between everybody involved this morning, end quote, Sheriff Chris DeGaze said with Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Also, Chief Overcast, they have a PD. Good job, brother. DeGaze, good job, brother. Investigators say they found more than images and videos. They believe more than 11,000 of those images were related to child pornography. A cybercrime unit is determining the ages of victims in another 132,000 images. The investigation is far from over. Quote, I do believe that there are still potentially some additional people here involved. Hmm. we're still doing our interviews, still conducting our investigation, DeGay says. KY3 confirmed there is no connection between this case and Taney County child, for child pornography case. Hmm. Investigators also seized 12 computers, flash drives, and disks from a business and warehouse near the square. I get a lot of y'all. Who are coming to the way, looking to strategically relocate, and a lot of y'all asking me about Missouri, and many of y'all have asked me specifically about Aba, Missouri, because there's a large group of believers there. I have to be careful how I say this for a hundred different reasons, so I'll just say this: You shall know them by their fruits. Just because somebody believes in Messiah doesn't mean that they act like it. Just because somebody says they keep Torah doesn't mean they act like it. Just because somebody's walking around with Ziziot on their belt line doesn't mean they act like it. And Ava, Missouri and Douglas County is full of a whole bunch of
0: people. Not all of them. There's good people there, too. But it
1: is full. Of a whole bunch of people who are one hundred percent full of shit when it comes to their air quote belief, because James Jacob, the brother of Messiah, said, "If you say you have faith, I will show you my faith by my works." Faith is what you do, not what you say. And so, my recommendation for anybody looking to strategically relocate is stay the hell away. From Ava, Missouri. Because while there are good people there, there's also some very, very, very bad people there. And if you're the new guy on the block, you don't have enough area of familiarity or context to be able to tell one from the other.
0: Really?
1: And if you're in Ava, Missouri, currently, and you're a person of faith. <sighs> You know what to do be a man of elohim find your balls if you forsake the widow and the orphan your wife will be a widow your children will be orphans book of deuteronomy now the multi-jurisdictional task force operating in douglas county missouri Did a great job. And they're just getting started. But it shouldn't take a multi-jurisdictional task force to purge your AO of evil and unrighteousness. So if you're around that area, get your poop in a group. Do not tolerate the bullshit. Do not turn a blind eye to unrighteousness. Sack up, men. Act like it. <clears throat> That's the brief for today. Uh, links in the description. Patreon. Uh, let's see. Biblical manhood posted on Monday. Um, get a lot of good comments on that. What does biblical manhood look like? I'll tell you what it doesn't look like. Tolerating pedophiles in your midst. Turning a blind eye to people doing abominations. Looking the other way. That's pussy shit. That's not what a man of Elohim is supposed to do. Biblical manhood is up on Patreon. Refuge Medical... End of year blowout sale still going on. The Fat Man didn't put what you want underneath the evergreen tree. We got it. Tourniquets, pressure bandages, wound packing gauze. If you've been attacked by a Tesla robot lately and you need some wound packing gauze, we got you. Um I do think 2024 has the potential to be a shit show. And I do think civil unrest is likely. In 2024, if no other reason, if for no other reason than it's an election year, (sighs) you need to be prepared to deal with problems. If I leak all the blood out of you, it doesn't matter how many cool guy guns you have or what's in your bug out bag or how much freeze dried, you know, cubed chicken you put up in the pantry, you're dead, homie. And the fact of the matter is most of us are walking around blissfully unaware of how dangerous everyday life is. If you drive, you engage in the most dangerous thing that Americans do statistically. Driving. We're up to 95 lives saved now with refuge medical kits, in addition to the 17 lives saved through Project Tribute, Oklahoma law enforcement officers. I so saw 112 witnesses that our kits work. No, they're not the cheapest. And if you want to save some money on a kit, go for it. But take that money you saved, put it in a savings account, and earmark it for your funeral because you're going to need it. A shit's not cheap. It's not designed to be cheap. It's designed to work and it's designed to last a lifetime. Market differentiator. So you need first aid kits, real ones. And that's what Refuge Medical does. Check us out. we got a bunch of stuff on uh, end of year blowout. I mean, you get money off the bare in gray right now. If you don't care what color you get, gray. Because uh, after the first of the year or once gray is sold out, there won't be any more gray. So go check it out. Um, Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. 300 bucks off of a stomp bag, field medics, blah, blah, blah. All of it's there, refugemedical.com. And if you use promo code BEARNATION, you get free shipping. Zia Yankee, killer robot is old news from 2021. Yes, we addressed that in the brief i'm pretty sure i foot stomped that a couple of times um if you use promo code bear nation you get free shipping refuge ruckus 77 of you badasses are signed up to ruck with me in downtown fort smith arkansas march 8th through 10th check it out RefugeRuckus.com. incredible speakers um if you want to come And come for the speakers and for the uh, workshops and for the fellowship and for the Bible study and not Ruck. You can do that too. Uh, The venue will hold 400 people. The venue will hold 400 people. We're one-fifth of that, 20%. So come see us, RefugeRuckus.com grindstoneministries.com grindstone is building caleb house grindstone is our construction and disaster relief 501c3 uh, when we can't do this without you and i deeply appreciate every one of you that prays over what we do that supports
0: everything that we do thank you and calebhouse.org if if you think
1: it is an abomination that grown-ass men are running around violently raping and trafficking children here in America and want to do something about it. Caleb with a K, calebhouse.org. If the spirit moves you, if it doesn't, I don't want to dime from you. I never want to be working counter to the spirit. I don't want to be, two cannot walk together unless they be agreed. I don't want to be walking with anybody that doesn't agree. So if the spirit moves you, calebhouse.org. If it does not, no hard feelings. You do you. But as for us, we're going to continue to rescue and restore these people. And break that generational curse and put broken people back together again. And make sure that bad shit happens to bad people. And I'm thankful to every one of you who supports what we do. We don't take a dime of federal or state or local funding, not one penny of it, because I will not adhere to their bullshit woke ideologies. I'm not accountable to them. I'm accountable to the creator. And so thank you all for pouring into Caleb House, because we literally couldn't do it without you. And there are dozens of people who have been rescued and who have been restored because of this ministry because it's the right thing to do and because if we don't our wives will be widows and our children will be orphans and we take that super seriously so oh and moose run coffee grindstone blend fundraiser through the end of the year you need some coffee there's a link in the description it helps support what we do at caleb house so What's up, Drew Bear? Is there any info packet that can be handed out to help get donations for the Ruck? Absolutely. Events at CalebHouse.org, bro. Shoot him an email and uh, Sarah, our event coordinator, will take care of you. Shalom, Brother Gary.
0: Let's talk to the Father. Oh, good morning, Father. We are so screwed today without you, so please be with us. Father, please remember us as we remember you. Make your face to shine upon us. Father, thank you for your mercies, for your long suffering. Father, thank you for making your will be done. Father, thank you for your jealousy and for your vengeance and for your righteous hatred. Father, repay each man according to their works, as you said you would do. Father, rescue these kids. Let us be your hands and feet to put broken people back together again teach them about you, to build them up and raise them up in the way that they should go so they do not depart from it when they are older. Father, give us strength and endurance and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, pour out your spirit on all flesh for wisdom and discernment that we would do righteousness to the best of our broken ability and walk in your ways even when we're stumbling. Father, and give us peace that surpasses all understanding even in the midst of this ridiculous, messed up world that you are still sovereign over all things and that your will will be done and you are the author and creator of all that is good in this world. Father, help us remember to lean on your promises because your word will not return to you void. Father, Yah, anything that comes against me or comes against us, anything that's within the sound of my voice that's not of you, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to destroy itself. Father, put a hedge around these people that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Keep their eyes pointed on you. Let us remember why we were fearfully and wonderfully made in the first place. Use us for your will that our light might so forth shine before men. they would see us and come to know you. Thank you for the opportunity to breathe your air. Thank you for the mercy of not taking us home in our unrighteousness. But making a covering and a covenant by the blood of your son. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for loving us from the foundation of the world. Father, I lift all these people up. I lay them at your feet. And ask you please to protect them today. Provide for them today. And to bless them today. In Yeshua's name. Amen. (sighs) Thank you for letting me pray for you. I appreciate you all very much. Go out in the world and be the light and do not cower in the face of evil and do not tolerate unrighteousness. Make your AO a non-permissive environment for sin. And remember, if he be for us, who can be against us? Two of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Y'all have a blessed day. Shalom.